Central's never busy You see it's always on the line And you can hear from heaven Oh, just about any old time It's a royal service That is free for one and all And when you get in trouble You give this royal line a call Telephone of glory Oh, what joy divine And I can feel the current Oh, it's moving on the line Built by God the Father For His loving goal And we can talk to Jesus On this royal telephone charges you see this telephone is free it was built for service Lord just for you and me and there will be no waiting on this royal line the telephone to glory you see it's always just on time oh telephone to glory You may rise to your feet as we welcome your pastor, Pastor Chris. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. There's a bit of a feedback, I'm sure engineers will short it out very good morning to everyone and um, we are thankful that you can all be here gathered to hear the word of the Lord we greet all those that is also tuning in via Facebook and we want to assure you that you will have a good time this morning in the presence of the Lord as the Lord speaks to your hearts and touches your lives fresh and new with the bread of heaven. Amen. Um, Virgil was singing the song because we had a wonderful prayer meeting on Thursday. And uh, while I was praying, God gave me a vision of a telephone. So I tried to think about what it could mean and remembered that uh, that old Pentecostal song, there's a telephone to glory means it's, it's, a, it's a communication tool. You can dial the number. It's never busy. Jesus is always on the line. Amen. So we are having wonderful prayer meetings every Tuesday and Thursday. As Pastor Charlie rightfully said, and you are invited to try and make your way. We haven't yet decided to put it on, on the live stream. We're not sure if we should do that, but we'll see. We'll see but we are really really enjoying the sessions and this week more so because it's fasting and prayer you are invited to join us here on 12 o'clock Tuesdays and Thursdays hallelujah 
Hallelujah. Now, I want to uh, today kind of bring conclusion to a series I started uh, on what success really means, godly success, because I believe it's so important. As Pastor Charlie was teaching in the early service, also very, very powerful teaching. You can get it at the back. Um, I realized that the teachings that we are giving you here at BMI are a lot of practical things you can use so that it helps you to build your Christian life. Amen. It's not always uh, just excitement and, and um, feelings, but practical, practical teachings that should, if you obey and if you do what we are teaching, should show some fruit in your lives, should show some improvement, should also show some great progress. Amen. And uh, we thank God for the progress because we are not what we used to be, but uh, we're not what we really want to be yet, but we're also not what we used to be. So we are moving. And if we are stuck in a rut, it could simply mean that we need to just check and see what is the, where the problem is. And so that is why I'm saying these teachings are really beneficial. It will really, really help you. And, uh, and that is what we are trying to do with these wonderful teachings on success. So once again, uh, we trust God to bless us. Turn your Bibles to Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Our primary text we've been using to show that God really wants people to be successful. He really wants us to be successful. And this powerful scripture is God's word to Joshua the leader that was first a servant of Moses but later took over the reins and led the people of God into the promised land. And this is the first part of the book of, the, of his book, Joshua. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate therein day and night. Hallelujah. I hope this verse is underlined in your Bibles or somehow colored in with a cookie or an asterisk next to it. It's so important. If there are any 10 scriptures you should know, there should be one of it. That the word of the Lord, which is the book of the law for us, is the word of God, the Bible. Amen. It shall not depart out of thy mouth. But you shall meditate therein day and night and observe to do. That's the key. You must do what it says. Amen. If the Bible says abstain from all forms of evil, then you must listen. Say, hey, this thing looks, doesn't look right. It looks evil. Then just stay away. <laughs> Are you listening? For then you will make your way prosperous. Hallelujah. How many of you would like to have a prosperous way? That your way should be prosperous. And you will have good success. Amen. Can you see it's the will of God for you to want to be a success? We are all happy if you are successful. God is also excited when there's success. Hallelujah. A lot of our our people unfortunately only measure success with things it's like when somebody comes with a new car then we all gather around the car and say hey brother we measure that as success and oftentimes people they do all illegitimate ways to get the new car just so that you can gather around to see success but the young man who regularly attends church, nobody gathers around him to say of him, Wow, you are really successfully coming to church on a regular basis without fail. No, 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 no. We don't see that as a success. We look for things. Say things. Cars and clothes. The things Jesus said you mustn't worry about. <laughs> 
He said, don't worry about what you shall wear. But I think many of you worry too much what you shall wear, isn't it? I think every lady, I don't know all the ladies in this church, but I mean, I'm sure most ladies, they worry about what they shall wear. True or not true? Why are you so quiet? I've often heard preachers say, I'm not talking about my own ladies in my life. I often heard preachers say that ladies should open a cupboard full of clothes and they say they've got nothing to wear. Is that true? But Jesus said, don't worry what you shall wear. (laughs) Don't even worry what you shall eat. The Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Glory to God. So God wants us to be successful and we realize it's not things, it's not even power, position. We've, we've also met so many people that when they have a little bit of power, they think that they are successful, but that's also not success because you can be a leader of a company and have a lot of stress. Are you listening? It's not the foundation for success. The Pentecostal church, by and large, of which we are part, whether they call us charismatic or Pentecostal, it was, it was mainly attended by poorer people in the days gone by, and it still is today. So oftentimes when you give somebody a position in the church, the person doesn't have a position back at the work where he is. He's maybe just a cleaner. But now you've decided to make him an elder or a deacon or a cell leader. Hey! And that position, that prestige, it can, it can slam to the cop. Because at the work they treat you like a nobody. But at least in church, we treat you with dignity and respect. But sometimes you can misinterpret that and now suddenly think that you are greatly successful because it's, it's about the position. But maybe God has something else in store for you. And maybe the sister cleaning the toilets are not seen as somebody great. It's because we have viewed success to be something about the position. Although Jesus made it clear that the leaders must be servants. Are you with me? So as I'm standing here, I might be your leader, but I'm serving you. I'm serving you with spiritual food. On a gold platter. With champagne glasses. Spiritually speaking. Caviar. You know what's caviar? Hmm. It's not something you buy at the bakery. <laughs> and I can't even begin to say because my friend once had, uh, went to a hospital for food poisoning. And when the doctor did an investigation, actually the whole family, the brothers and sisters and the father came in and then they checked and it was just they got custard. You know custard? Because they were so poor, they never ever had pudding in their life. So the first time their stomach felt pudding, they all went sick because of food poisoning. It's not these things. It's also, success is also not achieving the goals that you set for yourself. Because when you reach that goal, you find that you're still not happy. I think the word happiness is closely related to success because you don't have to have wealth to be happy. You don't have to have a position to be happy. You don't have to reach your goals because sometimes you'll discover if you only set your own goals, you're going to reach your goal, but there's still something missing. So we came to realize that real success is not possessions, it's not popularity, it's also not performance. But it is knowing what God's goal is for your life and then attaining that goal. Knowing what is God's goal for you and reaching that goal. Because you see, 
You can have all the money in the world, but if you don't know Christ, your living is in vain. And that's not God's goal for you to, to, to go through this life with money, but not know Jesus. So important you must understand success on, on God's definition for you is you obtaining the goal, but it's not your goal. It's God's goal for your life. Hallelujah. What God wants for you, that's all I can put it. What does God want for you? Amen. And I think one of the good things I can really uh, at least feather your cap with today is that you are in the house of God. And if the Bible is true, and I know it's true, this is the place God wants you to be. Hallelujah. You will say like David, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. In Psalm 23, he said, I want to dwell. I don't know if everybody wants to dwell. So, you become happy and it's not the things that make you happy. You become happy, it's not the position that makes you happy. You become happy, it's also not that you have attained your goals, but there's a, there's a happiness inside. So, your success is not external. Success is internal. Glory to God. It's a joy unspeakable full of glory that you found the Christ. It's, it's that happiness when you find Jesus. Hallelujah. It's becoming what God wants you to become. Doing what God wants you to do. And possessing or having what God wants you to have. Amen. If it's only about things, you're not going to be happy with what you have. You always want new things. Let that not be the goal of your life. Let God's goal become your goal glory to God hallelujah and you'll see that success is actually that God wants you to move from place to place on his schedule journey it's a journey it's a progress your success in 10 years is not where God wants you now are you with me what what we will have next year is not maybe what God wants us to have now so it's a progress Step by step, bit by bit, you are moving in a new direction. Some of you should have been further than what you are. Some of you are too far ahead from where God wants you to be. Have you seen some people who like positions that they're not supposed to have yet? Hey! They like the, 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 the word of the Lord declares, don't look for the preeminence of sitting in places that you're not supposed to sit in. You get such people, I never knew they exist. Ek wil hier voorsit. Dan moet my reg, reg, moet nie so maar wat my sê, broe nie. Wie is jou broe? There was a man years ago called Wuchlerat Lombard. Lerat Lombard. But then he changed his title to Wuchlera. My friend, uh, Pastor Morris, one day told me the story. He said he took a lot of people to his house because the people were looking for a commission of oaths. Now, I don't know if you know, but pastors are also commissioners of oaths. If you are like a marriage counselor, then you have the right to sign copies and stuff like the police can sign. So these people needed some signatures on their papers. So he said he he, he, the, the, the police department was either too far or something but he took these people said I know a man so he took them to this Lerat Lombard's house but outside in the in the in the garden is a, in the entrance there's a board on a pole that says the name Lerat Lombard NPO 7456 you know they put the DB some people are very concerned about their their uh, achievements I thank God I'm not like that and I hope I, 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 I trust it will never be a big thing. Your pictures of your accomplishment where you studied and it's not important really. Paul said these are all done. But anyway, when he took the people there, he knocked on the door and then this Lerat Lombard opened. And so he said, as Lerat Lombard or you Lerat Lombard? 
the uh, no sorry he said uh, as Hebrew Lombard in the Pentecostal church we call one another brother and sister you see so he's as Hebrew Lombard so he say the man took him here by the back of his neck <laughs> I say what's a brew what's a brew please be guys shoved him out and showed him to the board and say please be guys he said he got such a fright he, he, he didn't know what to say then he went on his knees and said what, what, is, what do you say for a magistrate? <laughs> yeah, I said your majesty May that not be our dream of success that we've become somebody great. Are you listening to me? Stay on God's schedule for your success. And I see God taking you further and further upward. Amen. I really want to see progress as a pastor and as a father of so many people. I want to see you progress in life. I just want good testimonies. Even though, even though there will be challenges, even though there will be times when the storm will come, but it will all just be your test so that you can have a testimony. Say, Pastor, these things came, but God showed me through it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Then we looked at some why, why we have been hindered from moving forward. What are the hindrances we discovered that most people cannot be taught. They have an unteachable spirit. I trust it will not be you. Amen. And that's why I see you coming here because you want to be taught. But it's also surprising that many people can come sit in a church for long and yet they don't really receive anything you say. Hey, I repeat what I'm saying. Many people can sit like you said, looking at me as if you are really interested in what I'm saying. But strangely enough, after a while, when the test comes, when the loyalty test comes, you discover this person never believed what you said. This person never took in what you said, but he, he or she had her own mind. Meaning you were all the time here, but you were unteachable. And I actually don't know why you came to sit in the church. Some people just like coming probably for controversy. Is it? It's true. I, I, we advise you rather go to a place where you can be happy and enjoy. Are you with me? And come with the spirit that says, ah, teach me. Teach me. And that's the purpose for teachers. To teach. Amen. And then, when you don't pay your vows, when you don't pay your vows, it can hinder your success. You made promises, you never kept it. It, it could be the thing that's holding you back. Unforgiven offenses. When you carry somebody in the heart, that can be one of the biggest obstacles to your progress because it becomes a root of bitterness. Are you hearing me? When you keep people, a lot of people will not agree with you on the way. <laughs> but the Bible says you must try to keep peace with all men in a certain way as far as possible. Pastor Lafoy always said, Ek weg van jou, want die Bible says as far as possible. <laughs> so you don't have to fight you don't have to argue you don't always have to be once you see that there's, there's probably not going to be agreement between two then you do it in a in a, in a civilized manner uh, but the, so that no root of bitterness and unforgiveness comes into your heart and I want to um, encourage the believers here today especially from your family backgrounds. Be careful that you don't carry bitterness 
just forgive forgive the people forgive your mother forgive your father if you think that they've wronged you your brothers and sisters just forgive forgive don't carry this hatred that you wish something bad happens to them are you hearing me this could be the cause of many people not making progress i don't know what your life is like i'm not god god knows your life the holy spirit knows you i'm not sure if this is because there's a lot of inner fighting in families just live at peace amen when joseph had the chance to revenge his brothers he said no it's okay god god made you not like me so it was his will and his plan god allowed it so that i could be in egypt become a ruler and have all this power to give food back to my family are you with me sometimes god allows bad things to happen in your life but it's god's process for you first to go down into the prison before you ascend into the palace hallelujah rejection is part of life and we will all face rejection and then lastly i ended last week by talking to you about unwise associations unwise associations when pastor charlie was also mentioning it so greatly this morning you must be careful who you connect to very very careful and don't waste time with critical people in your life don't waste time look for people that will build your faith that that that's happy when you come in into a room okay how would you feel when you come into a room and people just start walking away because they don't really want you there don't 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 force to be there are you listening hallelujah now today the last few i want to give you that can also help and i believe this is going to help many people is when you have what we call an unbridled tongue i want to talk about the tongue turn to proverbs 18 verse 21 many people are not making progress because they don't know how to use the power of the words god has given to us as believers words are very very powerful and i want you to understand this i want you to start creating your future with the words from your mouth You can create your own future by the things you say. You can also create your own fall and your detriment by the things you say. Are you listening to me? Proverbs 18 verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. I'm encouraging you to memorize scripture so much because once you can utter these scriptures you speak life into your own into your own future. Amen. Your tongue must learn to quote scripture. Ah, if you could only believe me you'll be so far. Proverbs 18 verse 6. A fool's lips enters into contention. and his mouth calls for strokes verse 7 a fool's mouth is his destruction and his lips are the snare of his soul verse 8 the words of a talebearer a skinnamon are as wounds and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly Eesh. the words of a gossiper are like wounds and they go down into the belly if there's probably one thing that i find is the biggest obstacle to many of our people's success is the is how they speak and what they say and and you don't have to you don't just have to have two ears or one ear to hear what people are saying and you will see people are not creating their futures and people are basically very negative about life and about life situations and life has many negative things if you focus on it 
But you see, God has given you a weapon that you must use powerfully to direct your own future. And that's your words and your tongue. Because words are forces. Yeah, words are forces. Oftentimes I'll tell you, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. That's what a prophet is. A prophet is only speaking things into existence that wasn't there before. He speaks the things that is still going to happen. You can be a prophet yourself. And you can prophesy your own future by the words you speak. Because wrong or right, words will either build or destroy. It will leave a trail of destruction or accomplishment. Are you listening to me? It can build your confidence. It can tear down your faith. And I'm not just talking about people's words to you. You, you, you can be like a, like, like a duck that just bounces off evil words from you. Are you listening? But I'm also talking about your own mouth, what you create for yourself. Are you here? So the words are tools God gives you to build up your own spirit. Hallelujah. And I want you to practice this. And you see it works. Especially in the mornings when you get up. Declare prophecy over your day. Declare this is a good day. Declare it's the day the Lord has made and you will rejoice and you will be glad in it. And, and, and declare that today you will have a good testimony. You see, you're not listening to me. And that's why so many bad things come your way because you have failed to use the weapon God has given you. There ever was a weapon God gave us, it's the mouth because with the mouth we pray, with the mouth we speak good things and with the mouth we can also curse. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. The little success God has granted me is grace to have. I believe a lot has come through the speaking and the utterances. Hallelujah. It didn't come by money. I didn't have the type of jobs that gave me a lot of money. No. By the spoken word. By faith in the spoken word. That as I say it, so shall it be. Hallelujah. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. If you believe that God exists, you must believe. You must come to Him with faith. Hallelujah. And He will reward you if you diligently seek Him in that way. Hallelujah. Your body responds to sounds. And your spirit responds to words. If Franco plays a, a, a jabula up-tempo with a beat, and then you will see, if they awake, you will see your body. It's very difficult to stand like this when that is happening. Unless you're a white man, because white men can't dance. But if you've got dark pigment, I said. Even if your steps are out. Even if your steps are out. responds to sounds your spirit responds to words are you listening and words create mind pictures I see you coming out of the degradation the windy the difficulties by the words of your mouth declare things over yourself we put these pictures on here with strategic so you see it all the time you see it I'm creating a picture in your minds of what your future is going to be yeah 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 under my jurisdiction and under my care in Jesus name I don't know what your private future is for you you must create that yourself with your words are you learning Words provide you mind pictures that your entire life reacts to. It is true. If I tell you a sad story now of a little boy who died trying to save his dog, you, you all feel sad, isn't it? It didn't really happen. It's just the words I spoke to you now and I already felt some people wanted to cry. 
I mean, I can really go deep into it and create you a picture. Or I can create you a picture of happiness just by the words I speak. Even as you're sitting here, you are, you are listening to me just by the words I speak. Mind pictures. What you hear, you think about. Isn't it true? My uncle died in Canada. And when I asked his wife, why did he die? She said he just became very frail and sick. She said he was watching the news every day and reading newspapers every day. And it affected his health. Because the news around the world was so negative. He couldn't take it anymore. That's what she told me. I'll never forget it. He said it was becoming too much for him. What you hear, you think about. And what you think about, you feel. <clears throat> when this coronavirus thing was at really now starting to be made known like it is today, I don't watch it so much anymore. Because in the beginning I needed to have information. But if you watch it every day, I tell you. Just a little sneeze. And then you find out, you see, because what you hear, you think about, and you start to feel it. They full are no summa sick. Say, is it sick, man? Say, the yote, say, wounded, yote, corona, 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 corona. Say, then this corona of macarona, mascarona. It, it makes you feel. Anybody dies, the first question, is it Corona? Because it's what we hear, we hear, we hear. I'm teaching about what we hear, we feel. Is it true? You think about it and you start to feel it. And what you feel, you do. TV. They full cycle because it's constant hearing. They laugh. So, what you feel, you start to do, and what you do becomes a habit, and then your habits will determine your life and eventually your destiny. Your habits determine your life and your destiny. That's true. Remember, you don't decide your destiny that much. You decide your habits. Your habits decide your destiny. If you have a habit of saving money, your future looks very good because there'll be a lot of money that you put away because it's your habit. If you have a habit of exercise, a lot of sicknesses that come to normal people will not come to you because you are healthy. I'm helping you to find godly success. Are you listening to me? But what hinders a lot of people is the tongue. The tongue is not controlled. So, you only hear negative things, gossip, and attention to bad stories. But God doesn't want you to think like that. Are you with me? Stop talking too much about what you lack. Your shortages. And also uh, your setbacks. We have setbacks. We have shortages. It's not that we are not, we are not uh, in an unreal world. But we don't talk too much about it. And I realize that I don't know if it's a sickness that comes on old people. But it looks like the older you become, the more you start to talk about the negative things. That's just my experience I have with some of the older people in my life around me. Like my grandmother, bless her soul, she passed on many years ago. She used to tell everybody about the operation that she had. The first, that was her best story. And I used to go with her to the shops and then we used to shop. And then the lady next door would ask her, what's the price of the meat that she's looking at? And she would say, it's this price. 
But do you know about the operation that I had, sister? Het is gehoor van die operatie wat ik gehad. There's another lady that I lived with. She just looked at the negative part of the news. Now news has both positive and negative sides to it. Isn't it true? But she would never mention the positive side. Only what is negative. I'm talking about how your tongue is controlled. So when the petrol goes up, she will mention it. The water is up. The petrol is up. But when there's good news, and it's not just this old woman, I find, I even find ministers do the same. Recently I posted a, a post, I sent it to you and I posted to others as well, that the good news is that they found a vaccine. And the vaccine is in the second month and I purposely put it on some pastor's chat. Not one comment because they were continually showing how many people are dying, how many people are dead, how many people are affected, how bad this disease is. This disease is now airborne. It's going to kill us all. Ah! You can even choose your coffin now or online. Wow! But when you said they found a solution. Was only diary. Also negative news. You see, so when they said the church is also open, no, it's only diary. Your tongue, the words that you're creating, everything negative, everything negative. Oh, Hanusat Mark. Like this one man was, farmer was complaining about the, the floods. Yes, like man. The flood in Afrikaans is flood, is flood. The flood! Panaga the flood at Anopo! And one morning the rain stopped and the sun came up. So he looked out and said, Hey, how come you follow the drogtel weer? He said, They're the next. Drought is coming. You must listen to yourself. Maybe you must record yourself in the day and hear yourself speak. What are the type of words you declare? What is the type of messages you speak to yourself? Stop talking about failure. Stop talking about problems. Amen. Concentrate on the opportunities God is giving you every day. Hallelujah. Talk about the blessings that you now possess. Amen. How many of you are happy with what God has given you up till now? I'm so thankful when I, every day I look at what God has done for me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus. Really. And I've made it a practice in my life and I'm encouraging you to copy me in that way. I thank Him. My morning early devotion is thanking God. I just thank God. I thank Him for all that He has blessed me with. Hallelujah. I'm not mentioning the things I don't have. No. No, no, no. no. I'm thankful for what He has given to me already. And knowing that I don't really deserve anything. It's by His wonderful grace. Change the way you speak. The tongue. It could be preventing you from access to greatness, to success. Hallelujah. Enjoy where you are today, today, today is now. Hallelujah, now is here. Don't say, I don't have this, I must still get, I must get. You must still get there. Don't worry too much about tomorrow. Just tomorrow has its own share of problems. Give Him praise today. Today is the day the Lord has made. Amen. This is the day. This today, today. Actually, when you reach it tomorrow, we told you, we'll also rename it. And you'll still call it today. Thank God for today. Hallelujah. The Lord will take care of tomorrow. Praise God. Absorb the good of now, the beauty of now. Talk about your expectations. 
not your bad experiences. Talk about future, not failure. Now, only this one key out of the keys can really make a big difference in your life. Start tomorrow morning. No, start right now after you leave this service. Start saying good things about what's going to happen in your life. Start to prophesy over your life. Stop the negativity. Stop listening to negative people complain all that. That's the lady who stands with a cigarette across the door with a gown on and, and holes in the slippers. Clinic cleaners, long. I know people who can't stand long. Now with the new rules and regulations, you must wait outside the shop, isn't it? Because you must wait in the lines to, for them to let you in. I know people who can't stand long in that lines. Hey, if they wait a minute, they decide to finish a look no summer. But tell yourself, when I get in here, I'm going to have a good time in the shop. Amen. I don't think many of you are believing my words. Hmm. Start to influence the conversations around you. Don't, don't allow negative people to take over the conversation. Dominate your turf. Dominate your turf. That's why a sanguine is somebody who comes into an atmosphere and creates happiness. Somebody with a sanguine personality creates happiness in the atmosphere. We need sanguines around us. How many of you like to laugh? Some people feel laughter is out of order. But the doctors told you that laughter is the best medicine. Isn't it? Laughter is good for your health and for your heart. But some people love gloom and doom. Hallelujah. You must control your mouth, my friends. Matthew 12, verse 37. Matthew 12. For by the words, for by thy words you shall be justified. And by thy words you will be condemned. Hmm? When somebody loses a job, what do you say to the person? That's one thing. Or you can encourage the person and say, don't worry. The same God that opened this door for you will open another door. You see, it's a, well, how you use your mouth? What are you using your mouth for? Hey, you know how many graves they're digging now for COVID, yo? There's no more space in the graveyards, yo. Is that the type of negativity you want in your life? Ons gaat allemaal ons werk verloor. Moe nie worry nie, brother, zet jou werk verloor. Ons gaat nog allemaal ons werk verloor. No. Say, brother, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or the seed begging or his seed begging for bread. I've never seen. And if you want to see your children happy and your grandchildren Start to do the right things in the eyes of God. Because then you will be known as a righteous man and your seed will not beg for bread. Are you listening? Your seed will not beg for bread. You are not just doing things for yourself. You're doing it for the generations that's going to follow you. Start to create a happy climate around you. Start to create positive things. With the words of your mouth, your mouth, your mouth. God created the heavens and the earth by speaking. Let there be light and there was light. And God saw that everything he made was good. Hallelujah. Then God said, then God said, one of my old preachings, I don't know if it's still available, it's the creative power of your words. Pastor Ali loves it, he calls it his best teaching. You can create, you can create your world by what you say. And it's, it's so true. Most of the things I have in my life is as I've spoken over my life. 
Not others. Others can prophesy over you as well. But I'm talking today about the unbridled tongue. It means you are prophesying over your own life. Yes, you. You're not focusing on the negative, but you have changed. You are using the power of the tongue. Mm. Because you are programming yourself every time you speak. And you are programming others. Every time you just talk about your losses and your failure, what you're doing now, you're creating a photograph album and the file that you are a loser. And people will never see you as a winner. But if you tell them of the good things, where I was, what I've accomplished, you know, and how, and how it brought joy, people see you as a winner. Or do you want to be seen as a loser? No, 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 you are a winner. We used to sing a chorus many years ago, I'll be a winner in Christ my Lord. A hero I will be if I endure. And you are heroes and you are accomplishing great things in Jesus' name. Oh, I spent too much time on this first point. Hallelujah. So start conditioning your mind and accept that you are successful. The fact that you're sitting here is one positive thing. You have made it here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You have made it here. And coronavirus will not have you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now let me, let me just jump to the next point so that I close this part of the service. Another obstacle besides the tongue. Are you going to now learn to use your tongues positively? Don't just say good things about yourself. Say it, show it over others also. Declare good things over others. And this is a very serious matter. And it's a serious point. When you start to use your tongue as a negative tool, you see you're going to destroy others, but at the same time you destroy your own life because you're programming your mind by what you say. Glory to God. All that we have accomplished is what we have just spoken out by faith. And I can see it happening for you as well. Now, if you don't develop the gifts God has given you, it's another, it's another sad part of people who don't become successful. Everyone here has received gifts and abilities from the Lord. Are you listening? But it depends on how are you improving that thing. It's been my struggle with the many of my church workers encouraging them to look deeper into what they can do. Whether it's the piano people, whether it's the camera people, whether it's the ushers, whether it's my assistant pastors, wherever. I've been talking to my prayer team and I say, look, if you want to help me in this prayer sessions, let's look at those who are very good at prayer sessions like Bishop Dag and his team. And see what the assistants do to him. And if you're assisting me, then learn from that person and improve your standard. Are you listening? Develop your gift, your gift, your gift as an assistant, your gift as a helper. Improve your gift. No. Sound engineering, whatever it is. Security aspects. <laughs> Singing. Develop your ability. and energy to grow the seeds in you into great benefits and advantages the Bible says in Romans 12 verse 6 having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us hallelujah others will help you but you must develop your own gift very very important because The man is compensated by other men according to his own need for his special gift. God values every man's ability and gift equally. We must do the same. Hallelujah. Some people love working. And so don't, don't play down that role. See the greatness of your gift. And the special talents God has given to you will generate everything 
you will need to be financially successful but you must grow the seeds within you ask yourself this important career questions I'm guiding you because if you can get promotion at your work you'll get more money you know that you want more money yes that's what you want isn't it so what do you enjoy doing what can you what would you like to do better what task do you dread doing and what brings you the greatest sense of fulfillment if you find out these things you'll be on your way to a sense of worth that others take long to find out God will make the, the, the spade for you but you must start the digging are you listening to me so improve your own ministry whether it's an assistant a helper a cleaner make, make it make it better <laughs> one day two, two of my uh, assistants were saying uh, <laughs> I felt so bad because it looked like I'm coming to scold all the time you see but I was trying to show them that their gift of doing this can be much better some people can't see even their own abilities that they can improve it so I think God has given me that gift to see that you can be better than what you are I repeat God has given me the gift to see that you can do much better than what you are doing currently now I'm talking about you whatever you do and if you're doing nothing you can do nothing better than what you're doing it now you can ask all my team this little improvement you see around is my constant bickering rebukes come on I'm saying I'm like a coach I'm a, I'm a, I'm a football coach you can do better is this the best you can do is this the best you can do as a security guard? What about this? What about I'm seeing the abilities and the gifts of God. You must, but you, I'm giving you a spade. Come on, I can't dig for you. If you want to do sound, you want to do, you think God has blessed you with this? Surely you need to go and look at what others are doing, isn't it? You need to read a book or search something. I refuse to believe that because of the color of our skin we are no good and second-rate citizens it's not so God is no respecter of persons you are not losers you are winners unearth the winner in you unlock it start to look what can I improve what can I do better what do I like what makes my heart beat let me go into that because if you're in the wrong position and in the wrong job, you won't do well. You won't do well. You'll become a valuable person if you increase the sense of what you can do. If you grow the seed and the gift in you. Are you here? Not better do this, otherwise pastor's going to... It's not because pastor's going to be upset. It should be your desire to be better. Ah, I close, I close. And lastly, if your heart is not committed, if you're not loyal, if you're not loyal, you have an uncommitted heart. So the three keys I'm giving you today is very simple. You have an un, what, what will hinder your progress in life? Your unbridled tongue. You're not saying the right things. Number two, the undeveloped gifts and abilities. You have it, but it's not developed. You didn't improve it. All the singing, everything we are, we are speaking out, hoping that you will improve. And then your uncommitted heart. A committed heart is a decided heart. Many people in our church are uncommitted and then they'll be the loyal, committed people. You see, people don't have an interest even to come and put their names on a list to come here. They, do you know some people are happy for Corona? Some people are so happy for Corona. They wish it can be like, especially those who get paid and they don't have to go to work. They wish it can be like that for, the, for another two years. True or not true? 
They're not really committed to their work. They don't have interest in their work. All they want from the work is the money the work gives them. True or not true? Some people hope things never go back to normal. Are you one of them? Check your heart. Do you have a committed heart? A committed heart is a decided heart. The Bible says in James 1 verse 8, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Hmm. Hallelujah. If you have commitment, you have an, an aura of authority.